0: You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode up in Guthrie, America today um, with Matt Hanging. Thanks for coming back on the podcast, mate. Round two. Round two. Uh, previous podcast we've done, which I'll link in the description below. Uh, we talked obviously a lot about your story, your upbringing, and and everything the amazing things and and how you got to leading Waterfall now yeah. and running the show, uh, which still blows me away. That's that's a mad story. So everyone listening that hasn't listened to that yet, you've got to go back and listen to this. But um, you know, we finished that podcast talking about um, you know you coming home and and basically just you were crippled, right? You were just out of all these diseases that you had and you didn't know. And You came back to the states and thankfully figured out that.
0: Some treatment. Some
1: treatment. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you go from bedridden, not being able to walk, to that having that first medicine and standing or sitting at the end of the bed. Yeah. And, you know, we've just been talking and people watching the video. There's there's road bikes in the background. You're, we're in your home gym. You know, there's, there's a map of Mount Hood on the wall, which you're going to do a run and two loops of it in, in, you know in, in a few months. Like, I can't wait to share the story of how you yeah. get from... Mentally, like bedridden to I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I'm my wife's pushing me around in a wheelchair to yeah. ultra marathons and Ironmans and and all yeah. this. So by the end of this podcast, everyone listening will know why. But you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, I guess take us back to to that day of realizing, you know, like yes, I I I am able to. It was running to the end of your driveway, right?
0: Yeah, that was the first run was the end of this yeah. driveway at this little cabin, which is, you know, less than a quarter of a mile. Yeah, um, I think it, it started before that. So just go to the podcast. I was in Africa, a uh, host of autoimmune diseases, had malaria, uh, waterborne illness, Shigella, Salmonella, E. coli. I ended up in a hospital there, come back to the US uh, in a wheelchair. Confined to bed, told that I'll be disabled the rest of my life. I was 27 years old, so the doctor um, that's treating me says, "You know, if you don't stop fighting this, uh, you're going to break." Mm-hmm. And so that was his sort of thing, and and that was a defining moment for me. And at that moment, I told him the only thing I know how to do is fight. Like mechanically, I can't release, I can't give up. Mm-hmm. My childhood had not enabled me to, to, to give up. Yeah. Um, and i I just like i just couldn't i didn't know how uh it was it was like built into my dna so um, i had uh uh, just to get i've been real with you guys i'll continue to be real with you guys uh about this my wife and i had driven from uh, alabama to the grand canyon before we were going to come back to oklahoma and we're at the Grand Canyon and I've got my crutches and we're like at Bright Angel. You know, we parked the car and you know, in the handicapped spot and we crutch out to look down to the, the Grand Canyon and we're afraid that I'm gonna walk too far from the car and have one of these attacks and not be able to get back to the car. I'm 307 pounds. Um, and we're there and my, my knees start like lightning pain. My hands start to get tight and I think, I'm about to get stuck on the side of the Grand Canyon and not be able to make it back to the car. We didn't have a wheelchair with me. Um, And I look down the Grand Canyon and I think this happens to me here. I'm gonna get back here and I'm gonna end my life here at the Grand Canyon. I can't go back to being confined to a bed. I can't go back to that pain. I can't do this. And there's this little pine tree that's there and this sparrow like jumps into the pine tree right in front of me. And I literally, again, I know it sounds crazy, hear the voice of God say, if I can take care of the sparrow, I can take care of you. Yeah. Instant peace, and I thought, okay, I can make this. So we we get back to the car, we have Grand Canyon. About six months later, um, I'm able to ride a motorcycle again. And I tell my wife, I need to go get out, I need to deal with some of these fears. She lets me uh, head across America on a motorcycle on still significant amount of drugs for these uh, illnesses to clear my head and deal with my fear. So it's like my fear journey. So if you, you know, a lot of people have these like fear quests where they go out and face, you know, what they're doing. I guess Odysseus was the first recorded one or something. But uh, I go on the motorcycle and I go to uh, uh, Arches National Monument. I see this guy, I'm going to walk this short little trail Moab and this guy walks past me with a prosthetic leg and so he's like (laughs) swinging his leg and we're we're like out in the sand and i see this guy you know walking and he's going down the trail that's like five miles or something and i was like surely if that guy in the deep sand is going to walk this trail i can give this a shot and see and not be afraid because i just gone to the first one so i am following this guy and we like hike up on the rocks we go Hiking, we go see this trail and come back, and it was like five miles again, 307 pounds, yeah, uh, not exercising, really sick on a lot of meds. I like collapsed in the tent, totally gassed. Call my wife and say, You'll never believe what I just did. And so, you know, it's not anything to write home about, but it was on that same trip. I ended up going and hiking up to Bristlecone Pine in Nevada. Uh, it's like in four miles, but there's this bristlecone and this, this like. Couple thousand years old tree, and it yeah. says adversity is what has enabled this tree to survive above the tree line. And, uh, you know, that's why its hard life is actually what's enabled it mm-hmm. to exist all this time. And so I'm just thinking, okay, I, I'm picking up what you're saying here. God, this is great Fear Quest stuff. Yeah. So I drive to Yosemite and end up walking up to like Vernal and Navajo Falls, huge deal, multi mile hike don't have any flares and attacks. Uh I meet a ninety-eight year old fisherman who's uh doesn't know how to swim uh in San Luis obispo that goes out by himself to like deep sea fish on a boat. He sees me on a motorcycle, lets me stay at his house. Yeah. And I go out on the boat with this guy. There's all these things happening on the way home I'm supposed to stop at the Grand Canyon and just visit it. So you know what I did when I got the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I was like shadow, you know, here I'm gonna go to the Valley of the Shadow of Death here. Uh, you know I uh, got there in the evening, the next morning at 4 a.m., I'm headed down the trail, down Bright Angel Trail, where I had considered you know, coming in my life. Yeah. And so I walk out, end up walking to Plateau Point and back that day, which is not to the river, but it's a big hike with a lot of climbing. And uh, come back to the top, again, bawling, call my wife, uh, tell her what happened, drive back to Yukon where we're staying, and then that's where I run the driveway after that. Because okay. at that point, I yeah. realized it's possible it's possible like everything that's been promised about my health isn't the diagnosis wasn't final and that's Mm -hmm. the thing with chronic illness i think once people give you that diagnosis you're depressed i'm a depressed person you know you have Mm -hmm. this chronic illness that's who i am for the rest of my life and so that just sort of like crippling term that's put on it's this new name unfortunately Mm -hmm. that we take on so i start running the driveway um Uh, In Yukon at the sod farm, and that's in June or July, and I set out to do the Route 66 half, uh, which is I think you know early November around that time. Uh, Raised like four thousand dollars for water projects in Africa, and um, uh, train to start running this this half marathon. Yeah, that's back in uh, 2013. So uh, finished first half half marathon. It was like you know. I don't even remember how long it took me, maybe like three and a half hours. It was not a fast (laughs) Uh, marathon, but I run it and uh, we're going back and forth to Africa still and training and and doing all that and finish that race and, um, and feeling pretty good. And then around November, December, my health collapses again. Yeah. And like so, as
1: you come back from Africa. Yeah, as I come
0: back from Africa, and, and uh, the travel and the mm-hmm. you know whatever, we we it's been nine years of me trying to figure out what's wrong, and we can get into that, but, um, in 2013 the running starts to disappear, and and yeah. uh, from 2013 to 2018 essentially in that five years my health was pretty. Uh, touch-and-go again. I was walking with canes uh, two or three times within that window. Um, um, back on uh, heavier meds, I had to add methyltrexate, and some other anti-inflammatories, and my uh, weight yo-yoed up and down with mm. inflammation. I uh, kept at it, so every time I could run, I did run, um, and kept sort of pushing at it. And We had our first child and... Um, 2017 and in 2018 when she was one I went to pick her up and uh, like the arthritis in my back and spine and vertebrae mm. seized on me and I couldn't stand up with her, couldn't hold her and like looking at my child, reaching up confused for me to grab her and me not able to do that yeah, was really painful and and realizing like you know, one, I've always had this question like, well, how long would I be around? Would these illnesses take my life? I have ankylosing spondylitis, which is this bad arthritis condition, and,
1: yeah. and
0: several other forms of arthritis, and um, an autonomic condition called dysautonomia, where my blood pressure doesn't stay stable and my heart rate doesn't stay stable. Um, and then these endocrinological issues that keep my blood sugar from regulating itself effectively. And uh, essentially, like, uh, imagine taking the uh, motherboard of your computer and and putting it in the ocean, yeah. and then booting your computer up. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what Africa did to me. Is it all the disease and all the intensity for so long crashed my health systems? Yeah. Um, that you know, my uh, <laughs> my nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous yeah. system, um, both got trashed in this process. Um, and so um, I'm walking with a cane and it's my big trip to New York to go talk to Charity Water to go like uh, meet with some new partners for Water For and the, the whole time we're there I'm walking with a cane in New York if you've ever been to New York there's a lot of walking involved in New York yeah. and so um,
1: and they're not as nice as they are here so they're not letting you by oh yeah are bumping into you and putting, it's yeah. not Oklahoma
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I'm on that trip and I come back and say, you know, okay, we're yeah. gonna do something about this again. So a big part of my health journey in that like uh, 2011 to 2018 window had been doing these like elimination diets. Mm-hmm. And I went plant-based a couple times and had huge like improvements going plant-based. Um, so this, this time I thought, well, I'll do this sort of plant fast thing again, get clean, just eat, you know, basically a vegan diet. Um, And in that first 30-day window, the doctor had wanted to put me back on heavier meds. And 30 days in, my Mm -hmm. levels had improved so much that the doctor said, you know, what have you cut out again? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, this is pretty extreme improvement in in a 30-day cycle. And they decided to test me for celiacs, which came back positive. Mm -hmm. And so cutting, going to a plant-based diet, and then cutting out wheat, i lost 20 pounds in the first month uh and then that was in august 16th and from august 16th i had run the half in tulsa again uh in november and then uh the full okc memorial marathon the following the following following year um and then uh the guthrie territorial try ran the grand canyon
1: (laughs) there
0: and back again uh did an alpine um ultra marathon in taos new mexico um with tons of vert and then did the grand canyon again and then came back and ran the route 66 (laughs) full marathon it was like
1: yeah it's like i can do this now yeah like
0: this lead jacket and this parachute was finally getting cut cut from me um so, huge, huge, huge um, transition. This yeah. year, you know, all the races canceled. Uh, I still managed to do um, a self-supported half Ironman mm-hmm. uh, that I've been training for. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm trying to do a 84-mile double loop of Mount Hood yeah. at the end of October. So, to come from this guy that was 300, 317 pounds, in a wheelchair, totally couldn't walk, yeah. to... Uh, being fortunate to do what I can do yeah. physically now. And just, constantly
1: pushing it and constantly planning on yeah. what's next. And, you know, you do the first half marathon, you like, even though it takes as long as it does, right? And then you go through that bad health stuff again, and then you get back and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it again. Like, oh, oh, okay, now it's still there. Yeah. But knowing, you know, having done one or done something, like it's just not enough, is it? Yeah. You're like, oh, especially now that you have this new lease on life, right? Of all this stuff that, I mean, you were coming back from Africa thinking like I could be done here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. like,
1: you know, like, wh- you know wh- what now is now well, you appreciate life and you just keep,
0: I was given that. What can I know? not do? I was right? told to apply for disability. Yeah. And so I'm given that out of sort of like, you know, you're just a disabled person mm-hmm. now. You don't need to work. You need to apply for disability. Um, and uh, not accepting that as final mm. was a big part of it. And then, yeah, the other thing is like believing that if anyone can do something, I can do it, which yeah. you heard me talk about on the first podcast. Uh, so, you know, like I, I will not likely ever be a top finisher at a race, Right. but I can.
1: But you have a medal run since you race. did it.
0: Yeah, when and that's, run the the, that's my goal. So I'm running yeah. against wh- what I was, yeah. not what somebody else is. Yeah. and what I was was somebody who was you know unable to you know to walk and yeah. function so yeah each time I run it's this huge gift and um, you know we, we talked uh, some just going back and forth about the like pain cave mentality when oh, you're yeah. on an ultra yeah and uh, it, it took me a while to like realize that I didn't need to go to a place of like pain and like anger while yeah. I ran but I could actually like gain while I ran by being grateful and having a run of gratitude and yeah. some of my uh like friends who watched me run the grand canyon the second time the difference in my first run and second run was i ran off gratitude and instead of taking 21 hours i did in 16 hours the second time yeah. and i literally think it was like a posture of the heart of like being grateful yeah smiling like taking it all in chin
1: up chest brow. chin up yeah. yeah and
0: just and just being there yeah. in the moment um and that's what all this movement and mobility is. Well, you know, who would have thought I can ride a bike? You know, seventy-five miles, or go out and run, yeah, you know, fifty yeah. or eighty miles. And um, because that first run, what
1: was the t-shirt that was on the t-shirt? Right when you started, what was what did it say? The, the first call, and we were running down your driveway. What's oh, it the said beast on That's the right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> first... it was an anger thing at first. Oh, yeah.
0: That was only the only thing. At the time, the strongest energy I knew that I had was one of anger and rage. Yeah. And that, that comes back from my childhood, too, you know, mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, this, you know, fear and anger were the strongest things I knew about. And I think part of this journey of um, becoming an athlete has been learning to tap into. Mm-hmm. Joy and hope um, and compassion yeah. more. And um, yeah, you know, I, I used to, I had this like Punisher shirt on and I'd like run out here on uh, Seward, Seward and Waterloo and the cars would get close to me. And I noticed that I'd wear the Punisher shirt and kind of furrow my brow and, you know, yeah. go Hulk on people and they'd give me a little more space. But it was taking energy from me to be angry all the time. Yeah. I was, it was consuming me. And I, I part of this healing process was learning to like, listen to my body and give mm-hmm. the car some space and that person's obviously having a bad day yeah <laughs> and uh you know just change that whole running posture and yeah uh, when i stopped uh, competing and feeling yeah. like i lost out because my time wasn't you know what i thought it should be or mm-hmm. wasn't as good as somebody else's i started having a ton of fun and uh and yeah and that's been that's been great and i know there's a lot of athletes out there that you know, focus a lot on the competitive angle mm-hmm. of it, um, uh, and get a lot out of that. But for me, it's just been nice to be out there and yeah. uh, and run this uh, Taos Marathon. The have you read the book Born to Run? I haven't. It's no. about this uh, tribe of uh, people in uh, Mexico who live in this valley and essentially from childhood race around okay. ultras. And uh, I can't remember the name of the people group but but uh, four of them were at that race and it was it's like it was like a dream here i am running with like the world's most elite yeah. like people group of ultra runners and this is 307 pound Matt. you know <laughs> in my mind still you know yeah. uh i'm a buck 85 now yeah but i still see myself as that guy and so when i'm able to run next to these people in these wizard looking outfits and their yeah, sandals yeah. uh in the mountains it's 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 really, really cool. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and that's like for people who have done races, or even if it's like just a mum that's just done a five k and they've yeah. never done anything before. Like you ha- you go to a place in your mind that it, you know, it, it's it's tough, isn't it? But you yeah. do go to, if you're not listening to music. You go to a place, and it's it's hard to explain, but it's like a place where it's just total you know you're in the zone but you're you're constantly like reminding yourself like one more step like yeah. that's all you just keep putting one foot in front of the other or keep yeah. paddling and then you do a mile okay now let's do another one
0: I, yeah maybe it's like the the key one of the things that i've told a lot of people um that have chronic illness is if you're strong enough to get up every day with chronic mm-hmm. illness and like make it through the day or if you're strong enough to get up every day overweight yeah. you know or, you're morbidly obese and like Push through the pain and discomfort that comes with that. You're you're strong enough to do what it takes to not be that way. You don't know it yet, but you're strong enough to do that, and you're strong enough to run. So my ability to like stick it out with the chronic pain and do the you know do the day to day of getting up and brushing my teeth and just not giving up on life. It actually takes a lot less energy to apply it in this way Mm -hmm. than it does to stay sick. Yeah, you know, and so it's it's that. Um, if you can make that switch to put all that strength to to this place, and now you know when I was in pain all the time, I zoned out and went to a place to survive and yeah. cope with it. Now I go to that place, but I'm out. You're thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. And I'm out running and in the sunshine and feeling great and healthy. And, yeah. Um, and again, it's just like not it's it's realizing, especially if you've dealt with it your whole life, mm-hmm. like you're you're plenty strong enough. And you're stronger than people who don't have chronic illness and chronic disease. Yeah. This is an opportunity to find that recipe of medicine, lifestyle changes, and exercise to, to get you back on that path. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was at the doctor today. I had to ask Mike to show up late because I was at another <laughs> specialist uh, with another diagnosis. And so it's not that it ever—it's it's not a promise that it's going to go away. Right. You know? But, uh, man, the quality of life that I get to lead and, uh, you know, that the life I get with my kids, I don't have to worry about picking my daughters up mm-hmm. anymore uh, and can play on the ground and roll and, you know, uh, have them aspire to run. They each have their bikes and want to be like, you know, Papa and yeah. come out to the triathlon finish line. And um, all of the upsides of, of it are, you know, how right. I, any yeah. of the, the day-to-day commitments that I make. Yeah. Cause you, you,
1: you think of like the way that they would view you if you were back 300 plus pounds sat in your wheelchair watching TV.
0: Yeah. I, like, or right. well, you might not even be here. Yeah. or right. might not. I think for sure. I thought I would live to 50 or 55 and I thought it was just going to be, how long can my body hold together? Yeah. Um, and mind. And, and yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so we didn't want to, part of it, we, we I couldn't have kids because of medicine I was on. hmm um, and then, like, once I got better on the plant-based diet and yeah. all that, like, we had been trying to have kids for 10 years. So then we get pregnant, yeah. and it was sort of like, oh, maybe I am going to live. And then I got sick again, and I thought, I oh, don't know. Now I've got kids, and I'm going to leave them with my wife uh, and not be here. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely, like, the my kids likely will have autoimmune diseases. I like, guess we get into this stuff now. They're likely going to have it. Yeah. But they'll have a role model of someone who... Like, did what it took to go in, mm-hmm. work it out, find the nutrition, make the changes, yeah. wade into the discomfort in order to live as fully as I can. Yeah. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I feel for everybody that is on that journey and hasn't found their way out yet. And I don't want to sound trite at all. I realize how fortunate it was mm. that I am. and um, uh, But, uh, you know, there's a way out. It's that start with an elimination diet. Yeah. Eat to live, don't live to eat. That's rule number one. Most of my diseases are triggered by inflammatory responses to food. Yeah. Um, so that's the first sort of key, and be willing to, to eat to live, which means just go to the most simple food possible, yeah. do that for a week, add your rice and broccoli and chicken, then add an almond almond. Yeah. Based food to it for a day and see how you respond. Be really patient to sort of build your body up to know what foods are good for you and what aren't. And then run a quarter mile down your driveway. Yeah. Suit up, buy your Nike shoes, get your Nike B shirt, get your Garmin watch, just yeah. like I did, and yeah. run run the quarter mile, you know? Yeah. Um, and my wife took pictures of me, you know, she's out there with the camera yeah. and the DSLR taking pictures of me. Moment. You know, it was a huge moment and enjoy that. And it's, you know, it is a big deal. Run your first 5k, you Mm. know, run three miles, uh, go for a walk and, uh, yeah. And, and start making those changes.
1: That's a really good point. Celebrating the little wins like that. Because at the time they are huge wins.
0: Well, and there are these people who will not understand. Yeah. And you just can't base your enjoyment off of them. Yeah. And so, you know, like I ran the Grand Canyon, like I said, it took like 20 hours, 50 miles, uh, 20,000 feet of incline there and back again. And one person, you know, like one of the first few people that I talked to about it was like, it's like 16 minute miles. You just walk across it like that. And I was like... Yes, thank you. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you can do, you know, yeah. <laughs> from the comfort of your living room. Exactly. Please tell me that again. Yeah. Uh, and you just can't let that rob your joy Yeah. Uh, from... You're good. Yeah, from what you're doing, you have to uh, find that joy within yourself mm-hmm. and within your own community. And um, Same with your weight loss goals, with your fitness goals. It's like it's not about what other people think. It's about yeah. doing it. And if you can trail run or you know gravel bike and get yeah. some out in the, in the country where it's beautiful, I'd recommend that too. Because then you yeah, double yeah.
1: There's nothing better than being out there. if it's just you or if you're with a couple of buddies like you're away you know the only people out there are guys driving jeeps if you're running gravel or riding gravel and they're having a blast as well yeah Yeah. Uh, or some guy you know farm truck or trailer very rarely do you see you're not going to see normal people driving down an asphalt road because they're not out there
0: yeah that's right and
1: you don't have to travel far in Oklahoma to be out in the country
0: yeah it's beautiful and there are bison farms and you know just ponds and lakes and um, you, know, I, you know,, if you work 40 hours a week and you sleep seven hours a night, you still have like yeah. 75 hours of free time or more that you can use for this sort of stuff. So the other lies you don't have time. Uh, you know, if you get up early, work out, yeah. run, go to work, get home, you still have time to eat dinner, play with your kids, and get a good night's sleep that we got to stop trading off the time to enjoy life like this with the TV and yeah, you computer or and whatnot, YouTube. whatever it is. Yeah. So, you know, that's the other upside. And you know, when, when you're sick, you're looking for those like relief because you don't have it. Yeah. And so often we end up like doing those things, the TV, the YouTubes and whatnot. Um, but get up and again, do that quarter mile driveway every day or do your yoga or, yeah you know get up and get moving with your body and the other thing that people this sort of know i have arthritis really bad in both knees osteo and um, uh, reactive and then the ankylosing spondylitis in my spine and you know the uh, doctor even said initially like like you're gonna wear this is gonna get worse the more you use it well, I found the exact opposite. The more I use all these joints, the less pain there is. Okay. So there's this fundamental belief that... It's like a
1: well-oiled machine.
0: You're going to like, yeah, well, it's like you're going to wear yourself out. Yeah. Why are we designed, whatever your perspective is, Yeah. in a way that would limit us from being able to move? We as humans were designed to like stalk and run after prey. Yeah. Literally all we could do is run down animals. You know, Can like you tired imagine having
1: out. to try and do that? Yeah, today?
0: you could stalk a deer, you know, Jeez. for for a day, yeah, you know, and run it down I'd and be tire tired it out to it. eat it, uh, and then you would walk to gather food. You would uh-huh. walk to do everything, you know, without shoes on, you know, yeah. no hokas, um, and tired. you'd have to you'd have to do that until you got old. Um, yeah. you know, and constantly be up and moving. So this notion that you're going to like wear your knees out or somebody says, I wore my knees out running. Well, I bet what you did is you didn't yeah. train. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you tried to pull off a big run and you went and once injured yourself, yeah. you know? Uh, so like build, build 10% a week, yeah. train, do your core exercise and, and, uh, you know, you know, build your body mm-hmm. up. Don't try to go to the marathon, you know, without putting yeah. the mileage in. And, uh, and build your body up. And we're actually meant to move for the rest of our life. So I've eliminated, even the osteoarthritis had in my knee with MRI, those bone yeah. spurs that were once there in my spine and knees are now gone. Yeah. Because they've dissolved with use. Mm-hmm. And, and the pain's gone, you know, subsequently with it. Yeah. So there's, there's just like so much in the American system that, and so much noise that I think keeps us from enjoying outdoors, right. from getting healthy that... Um,
1: that's one of the good things from COVID that's happened from COVID is people actually going to state parks now. Yeah. And getting outside and going to a park or buying bigger houses with bigger backyards.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and the you know, you can only watch so many uh, you know seasons of Cobra Kai before you you want to go out. Yeah. You know, at least seven or eight. After that you want to go out and do something else. Uh, yeah. but I think that's a really great part of here. people are buying up bikes, people are buying campers, getting outside the yeah. outdoors and and hopefully some lifestyle changes where you know if you're working from home you can do a little more exercise you don't have the yeah. commute to deal with um and this year you know we're headed into the fall season and i think everybody this is a great time to start exercising like temps are dropping oh yeah it's getting really pleasant outdoors um, this is a good time for people to go out and do it um, mm. it's gonna hurt of course it's gonna hurt but you, yeah you're gonna hurt if you don't do it too it's like Immediate gratification of that pint of ice cream <laughs> or delayed gratification yeah. of how good you look and how good you feel and yeah. how much more energy you have during the day.
1: There's no comparison. Yeah. Being on both sides of that, like, I mean, to a small, obviously a lot smaller scale than you, but like being, you know, just unhappy and looking in the mirror and not enjoying what you look like and, you know, it affects all areas then mentally, like, you, you know, you're down on yourself, your posture's not there. And then now to like, you know, after putting in some time working out and working on a diet, like I look good today. Yeah, you, you know? feel good
0: about yourself you, and
1: you close fit, you're buying new clothes and, and you just and it's for as small for as for as long as we are on this planet, the amount of time it takes for you to get in shape is so insignificant.
0: Yeah. And it's that, like, uh, it's the confidence that comes with it, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's looking in the mirror and actually feeling like you're seeing yourself. Yeah. And I was, I was 200 pounds starting from the seventh grade on, and every time I looked in the mirror as a kid, I never felt like I saw me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for the first time in my life, when I look in a mirror, I still, now it's the other way, but I feel yeah. like I see me, but I expect this, you know, yeah. big, big, you know, uh, so. Matt to be there and i love i you know we've talked about this too like that guy had so much courage who i was when i was at that weight and yeah. under that illness had so much courage and strength and fortitude and so i don't shamefully look i had those photos come up in my office on my yeah. screensaver behind me and they're up in my house um uh, and my kids you know see pictures of me and and know yeah. that to me you know when i was twice as heavy as i am now and uh and so, I, like, I'm really proud of myself for mm-hmm. doing the work and, and getting in shape mm-hmm. from there and, and all those phases. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to f- f- not have so much insecurity about yeah. your appearance and and to have all the energy and um, you know to to have the identity with your workplace and community of being the active person.
1: Right. You yeah.
0: Because as we get older, you know, like. It's just, it's not going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm coming up on the 40-year-old yeah. threshold, and I want to be, you know, out running my kids on the trails uh, when they head off to college. Yeah. And I think about how much fun it's going to be to, to be able to do that uh, and have those goals in yeah. life and retire with my wife and hike and run and bike mm-hmm. um, rather yeah. than sort of to
1: driving yeah. rv to the park and sitting there on the back tailgate just looking at how beautiful that trail looks <laughs>
0: yeah and, yes yeah you know we my wife and i went to uh, uh mount magazine and devil's den we hiked 50 miles in four days yeah um and we would cut out in the campgrounds to steal water out of the spigots from the <laughs> like unoccupied trails yeah. and we'd see the satellite dishes and the campers and the generators yeah you know and it people makes no sense we're just me. in there camping and it's, it's it's like they don't they don't know the opportunity that's outside that door you know and and i don't want to cast shame on people that are in that place but i can can just say like there's so much more than what you realize on the other side of that discomfort yes you're going to be sweaty yeah yes you might get a tick on you but everything great has a cost yeah you know everything great and the more you sacrifice for it the more it it, pleasure it brings you know the sweeter the gift is on the other side of it um you know, I'm exercising 12 hours a week getting ready for this Mount Hood run. Yeah. Uh It's going to be the, like, most satisfying uh, yet painful thing I ever do. And we don't know that anyone's run it twice. So where where does the
1: idea come from? So was it just a phone call or was it, is it like you said nobody's done it before twice,
0: right? Twice two loops is not, we can't find a record of anyone that's done two loops around Mount hood in a run. Okay. So it's a 42 mile loop. It's 10,000 feet in elevation gain as you do it. Yeah. Um, and I ran the grand Canyon twice last year and there's a CEO of a company called mission matters in Portland. And I thought, man, we should try to raise some money for water awareness. Go on a big run together. Yeah. Do something big. So he says Mount Hood. Maybe we'll just do it once. I was like, great. And then he calls back and he says, Hey, I don't think anyone's ever done it twice. What do you think about doing it twice? And I was like, twenty thousand feet elevation gain, eighty-four miles. That's like, you know, almost twice of what the longest run I've ever done. Yeah. Um, Yes, you should definitely do that. (laughs) And and so, you know, like, uh, you know, he's got multiple sclerosis. Yeah. You know, and he's uh, like me in his his mid late 30s, and he was lost movement in the lower half of his body, was numb, and has like used diet to get himself back on track where he can run again. And so the two of us just have this desire for life, and we're going to do it, you know. And again, our mile time could be wretched. That doesn't yeah. matter. But it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We did it. We don't know anyone else did it. Yeah. And it's going to be super fun. And, you know, it's people to the, you know, I'm CEO of Force, So people have to walk three to three and a half miles to get water. Mm-hmm. That's not even safe for them. You know, 600 million people do that every day. Yeah. So the distance works out to a little over three marathons. And so we're like, all right, we're going to run three marathons yeah. around this mountain in like, symbolic unity with all those that so have to walk over three miles for safe water yeah. every day. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to like fund three wells without three marathons, three wells. Yeah. Let's bring water to these three communities and let's have fun doing it. And that's like, this is a great hairy adventure that I get to go on. Right.
1: Uh, all in the spirit of water for, in the spirit and of water money. for
0: and yeah. raise some money for people who need it um but also to like celebrate life and celebrate hope and that's what i want people in africa to be able to do too is to wake up and think about stuff like this right you know what can i do to go celebrate the life and health i have Mm -hmm. not you know be sick and you know worry about what tomorrow is and i think those that are in chronic illness you know unfortunately that's that's a lot of what they wake up to yeah
1: how so so people can is there a link for people to like yes. is it like a direct sponsor for the run
0: yes well it will go we to water sponsor. for 100 yeah. to the field programs we've got to create a facebook uh, sure. page which i'll need to do right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> which we'll link in the description
0: below You'll link in the description above <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you guys can go check that out yeah. um and then we'll have a donation link for those projects yeah
1: um, and all the other information about what Waterfall does on the website and yeah, everything's there and stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, everything's, and we're, you know, uh, we will probably have, we're finished our Walk for Water, which yeah. is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, if any of you that are listening want to, like, create a running club, a race, mm-hmm. a anything crazy that uh, can raise awareness for water crisis and help yeah. people in need, I would love to be a part of it. Uh, waterford love to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh race great... run
1: bike walk whatever it is. Swim, you know, swim, whatever. Yeah. Uh yeah. And we didn't, I don't think we talked about it. Yet. What was the first swim? Are you a good swimmer?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> Still not a good swimmer. Uh so yeah, yeah, that was open
1: water swims as well. It's not swimming. So the only course. reason
0: I do this triathlon and and get my first bike is that the uh, Guthrie Territorial Try yeah. literally comes like a uh an eighth of a mile from the end of my road, yeah. it comes up and turns around on this terrible hill. You have to climb, and I thought, "Hmm, triathlon. Why That'd not? Be fun. Why not?" Yeah, so eight run, weeks before the, the try, yeah. I get in the water for the first time. And I've got I like get out in Guthrie Lake and I'm like how hard could swimming be? And I can't swim like a hundred yards. I'm like panicking. Yeah, my I'm sinking. I can't swim to the end of the pier and back, and I get back in. My heart rate's all crazy, and I'm like, well, this is not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) And so I literally I think I swam maybe eight times before the race, and it's an Olympic. Yeah. So I think an Olympic is is it 1,200 1,200 yards? It's a, it's a you know it's a decent it's swim a for long a, It's, swim. Yeah, it's someone who was Yeah, before we, well. we only swam eight times. Yeah. Uh, my feet were flat like anchors the whole time and my stroke was terrible. Uh, but yeah, I did that first Olympic and then for this half Ironman, you know, yeah. now I'm out to regularly swimming 2000 right? 2400 Is it a, mile? Yeah, yeah. a mile. Um and you know, still slow, but it doesn't uh, matter. You but it doesn't matter. Still, still yeah. swim. Yeah, and get out and swim for an hour, yeah, uh, or 2 hours. And uh, I'm training for a full Ironman in Tulsa. So uh, Tulsa, if if the race is open at the end of May, I'll do my first full. Which should have been this year, right? Should have been this year, uh, in Tulsa. So that's the 113-mile bike, two-mile swim, and the full marathon. So uh, I'll be out here pounding it out in the uh, in the in the dungeon in the dojo out here uh, all through the winter, trying to get my mileage up full wetsuit wetsuit in the cold water at guthrie yeah and uh and getting it done
1: what so so that's basically after what that's yeah that's what's next so guess, the, after the, the mount hood
0: run will take at least 24 hours we're yeah. gonna start and run through the night yeah. um and then after that the i'll be training for that full iron mm-hmm. man and
1: so do you want to is there is there like an iron man like destination that you want to go because hawaii is like the world champion yeah right? i don't like, think like qualify. The, yeah and I, you know i think after the Ironman, uh, the Ironman,
0: man the iron man will be um i think the the bow tied on the illness yeah like so the diagnosis of you're disabled this is a real celebration of saying like I just complete a full Dis- I, Yeah. Disabled yeah. people don't complete Ironmans. Yeah. And that's what I've had with every race that I've run mm-hmm. is like, okay, disabled people can't do this and they don't yeah. do this. Um, and so, you know, like my wife knows me, she's like, what are you going to do next? Uh, and so I, you know, I would I'd love to run a hundred mile race. Yeah. Um, and then we've got great races like the Mid-South uh, that's here, uh-huh. um, you know, in Oklahoma. Uh, both to do their run or, yeah. or a ride
1: the back-to-back sounds pretty grueling yeah it? The 50 mile the 50 the 50 kilometer run and then a the hundred mile bike, 100 mile bike so ride. 30 31 mile run
0: you know i wanted to do an ironman before i was 40 that was my goal after yeah. i got sick so or after i started competing yeah. again i thought if i can do one before i'm 40 and i turned 38 uh on you know, march 3rd so i'll be two years ahead of schedule uh good uh play around and then yeah from here i think i want to know how i can leverage my like this passion for the other yeah. passion of the water crisis to spread some awareness and yeah, have some fun. This
1: needs to be a book.
0: Yeah, it really does. I it? need like, someone I mean, who writes books to yeah. to work with me. <laughs> I need to speak to some
1: people because I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I could now, I could not write a book to save my life. Yeah. Uh, but like, just the story and like the, the, the inspiration and the mental toughness that goes along with it and the constant of like just gratefulness that you have this opportunity yeah right like that comes and you know for someone who reading it or even listening to this podcast or watching it like then no one's going to go through as the odds are they're not going to go through what you've been through yeah but everyone has struggles absolutely so it doesn't matter how big or small they are. It's getting you know, a platform to get over these struggles, and, and and it's I think a unique way of looking at being grateful.
0: The obstacle the is way. the way. Yeah, I mean when yeah. when something is set before you, like not seeing that obstacle as the end of the road, but mm-hmm. what can I learn from that? How can I grow from that? And even sometimes, how can I go with the sort of negative yeah. energy taxing? grow with it and so instead of resisting the current mm-hmm. you know so i've got a friend who can't run anymore and i was just talking to her this week like get a bike and get a trainer like yeah. get out and bike like don't just give up and so if you get some you know job change or some whatever like it's that not giving up to never give up believing in yourself mm-hmm. believing that um you know it can and will get better there's always an incremental way to improve the situation you're yeah. in Definitely. and so finding a way to, to to can you continue doing that and be excited about it yeah
1: uh, i i could i love it i could listen to the stories all day and just you know talking about bikes and it's you know there's a bike for everything there's a pair of shoes for everything yeah you know go running go, go jump in the bike jump in the water i mean oh, we'll just go Think for about swimming
0: wolf, two swimming. miles like yeah. like i didn't know how to swim But now I can swim two miles and think about how fun that is. Like I walk out to a lake and I swim across the lake and swim back across the lake. Yeah. And there's just so much to life that we're missing out on by being cooped up in our, you know, houses and Mm -hmm. worrying about our car payments. And um, so it's that, yeah, like really get out and do something that your kids will want to write a book about. Uh, Yeah. And that people want to write a book about maybe one day. Uh, I think so. I think it need, we need to make that happen for sure. Uh,
1: but man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me up to the house. Thanks yeah. for inviting me up to, to the man cave and, and the pain cave, I guess is the like, gratitude cave. I think yeah. we, should, we should get that. We should have that printed on the wall or something. That'd be really cool. That. But um, yeah, man, I, I cannot, I cannot wait to hear uh, or see the pictures from Mount hood of you yep. running, you know, with your buddy and, and raising some awareness and money and, and just, yeah, I, I can't wait. We're going to have to do a recap podcast love for it. sure. And
0: then we'll, you know, figure out the, because uh, I, I, I just. We'll need you guys to come up with crazy ideas next after the <laughs> Ironman. I don't, out, think, so. yeah.
1: I don't uh, think you want to know what people are going <laughs> to reply to you with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I love it. Um, you're an inspiration to me. You're an inspiration to a lot of people, nice. um, you know, and, and, and also running. Waterfall, right? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you don't, you don't just do this full time. Like you, you actually work full time. as Yeah, world. absolutely. <laughs> so making the most of, of the lives that we have and, and, you know, just being a good dad and, and a good husband as well. You know, yeah. that's, that's not easy too. So yeah. really appreciate you. Uh, for everyone listening, I'll post all the links to everything Matt mentioned down below, the Facebook page, the Waterfall website, all the social media links. Um, and then obviously you can raise money and help Matt raise money for this, uh, for this 84 mile run around Matt in, in, in a month. So <laughs> (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next episode. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.